Welcome into the Claptrap. Brought to you by Ultrasound Productions. Now also playing on 90.7 WKKL. All right, welcome into the Claptrap. We have a special interview today with Derek Brown, or as he is affectionately known for Fantasy Pros, the website, the podcast, the writer, everything that you do for him. It's D-Bro, a a fantasy analyst. I I know that you probably don't want to have me saying expert because, you know, there's a lot of things that, (laughs) you know, go along with that topic. But I think that he's got a lot of great information along with the fantasy football, with the season coming up here. We're all getting excited about just all the different football topics that can be going on. Uh, You know, obviously the Patriots for me specifically, but we just, uh, I personally just had my own fantasy football draft over the weekend. And uh, there's a lot of questions that I have pertaining to not only my own team which i'm going to try and hold back on because i could never take (laughs) any bad news about how badly i drafted personally Uh, but i want to get into a lot of great topics with you uh, all around fantasy but first of all i just want to say thank you for coming on to the show i really appreciate it oh absolutely thank y'all for having me this is gonna be a blast um any chance i get to sit here and talk ball uh literally any time it's going to be a good time. I just love it so freaking much. Yeah, it's it's great. And I've seen you. I mean, you just had a tweet uh, the other day that said, I just can't wait for the regular season to start. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's all I care about right now. We're so close to it. I mean, you got preseason, and that's a lot of things to talk about and everything going on with that. But like I said, we're always focused kind of on the, the fantasy side of things along with the regular season side of things. And I wanted to get into it. So I got to ask, how long have you been participating in fantasy football? And, and how long have you been writing about fantasy football? Whew. Uh, I first got into fantasy. I, I don't remember the exact year, although I do remember a horrible, horrible trade I made. Uh, because the first year that I was in it, I drafted Doug Martin and traded him away at the middle of the season. I, I don't even know what I got back, like a box of rocks. I have no clue. And then proceeded to watch him just absolutely smash down the stretch as I didn't go to the playoffs. And I think I got like second to last in that league. So fun times. Yeah. Um, I, so, you know, those are things that like, as you kind of, get into fantasy you remember the bad things that you did as well as the good so um that was one of my first experiences with fantasy but from a writing standpoint i want to say it was probably it was six years ago six years ago in may uh my first article was live on a now defunct site uh for content um and honestly it just we had just moved uh I moved to another state for a job and had a wild hair. Um, honestly, I'd never been a writer. If you had known me in high school and college, I think I've probably read maybe, and, I, and I'm maybe I'm, a, I'm kind of a fraud because anybody on the YouTube can see all these books behind me. I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not a reader. Um, Fair that's my wife. Um, so <laughs> maybe I'm a little bit of a fraud, but, um, as far as uh, from the writing standpoint, I, I just had a wild hair. I was like, you know, I love fantasy. I'd loved it since I ever got into it. The first league with college buddies um, and stuck with it. And we had just moved to uh, for I actually just moved for a job to another state. And I decided I was going to buy like some dirt cheap Chromebook, um, which I had been writing on all the way up until this year. Um, and. I was like, you know, 
I love football. I love fantasy. I'll try my hand at this, you know, um, and see where it goes. And uh, it's been crazy. It's been a long winding road. Um, six years later, uh, stopped doing the nursing thing. I was a full-time nurse and been a fantasy writer full-time for the last two going on three years. Well, yeah, no. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're seem to be building a good audience too. You're starting to get into a lot of great things. Obviously, like I said, I mentioned the fantasy pros website that you do that podcasting, mm-hmm. everything along those lines. So a lot of good things coming your way and, and from you too. So uh, yeah, t- tough to remember the guys like the, the muscle hamster that you get away from your team and there, and all of a sudden he goes on a run. And uh, it is funny how you kind of remember the bad things a lot more sometimes than you do the good stuff. But uh, yeah, that's, that's an amazing run there. And I, I'm sure you're loving everything that you're getting to do now at this point Mm -hmm. uh would you say that you you feel like you you enjoy doing the podcasting more the writing more is it just kind of a mix of all of it that's just great or i know it's hard Uh, to it's it's a mix of all of it i think every bit of content has its its ups and downs as far as uh from an enjoyment i i i really like all of it and that's one of the things that getting into all this I've really tried hard to be able to do all the different mediums, whether it's writing, whether it's video, radio, all that kind of stuff, because it's important. You know, we all we're all different. And like I talked about, I made jokes about like I don't read for a hobby. Um, I don't read books and stuff, but certain people, everybody consumes content differently. So it's whether you're watching YouTube videos, you're reading an article, you know, you're, you're listening to a show. We all consume content and just have different hobbies and we consume content differently. So I want to be able to, to be well-rounded and honestly be able to fit whatever, you know, whatever somebody's palate is for doing that. Right. No, that's a that's a great way to do it. Have a good, well-rounded sense of things. Uh, I think that's the, the best way. All right. We're going to take a little break. But when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros on 90.7 WKKL. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clapp. You're listening to the great conversation I had with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros talking everything fantasy football today. So let's get back into it. And so you got to collect your information somewhere. Obviously, you participate in fantasy football leagues, I would assume. Do you? How many do you normally participate in per season? And would you say that there's a, a limit or, or too much? What's overkill? Oh, um, overkill was it, up until this season was basically the name of the game. You, you enter the offseason, especially if you do a lot of dynasty leagues like I do. You enter the offseason, you're like, okay, I'm not going to start any more leagues. And then somehow uh, you get the itch and everybody wants to do a startup and everybody wants to do a draft. And you're finding ways to pass the offseason time. <laughs> and, you know, whether it's best ball drafts and stuff like that, like I've been in. I'd say I've been in anywhere close to like 30 leagues before. I'm definitely not in that many now. And a lot of it just comes to, we all have bandwidth. We all have, there's only so many hours in the day and with work and three kids and all that kind of stuff, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I prioritize trying to give advice. I prioritize my content over just my own leagues. So I've, I've since cut it down to 10, I only have like one or two redraft leagues I'm a part of. A lot of it's dynasty, and even a lot of those are best ball leagues. So um, a lot of my Saturdays and Sundays and things like that are tied up in content, tied up in shows. So really going through – I just don't have the time to go through 30 leagues and set lineups and all that kind of stuff anymore, even though I still 
want to play fantasy. That's, you know, <laughs> whether you're making content or, or watching things, we all want a little bit of skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I still have to have that because <laughs> it's the whole reason I got into doing this. So I'm still going to keep doing it. Yeah, it's uh, it's an addiction, uh, a good addiction, I think, though. It's a good place to put your oh, yeah. energy. I, I enjoy it a lot, obviously. There's a lot of people that do out there. And I'm talking with Derek Brown, or as they know him as D-Bro from the Fantasy Pros website right now, who also was a 2020 DFS Writer of the Year finalist, which I wanted to shout out. That's a great honor to be even mentioned along those kind of lines. You do a lot of great work here. And as you were just saying, you do a lot of different types of leagues. You do Dynasty leagues leagues and things like that do you have a preference do you like the standard league over the dynasty do you like keeper leagues what what's normally what you uh would lean towards um i I, honestly a lot of it's dynasty these days um i i just don't have the bandwidth to do all the redraft and setting lineups and stuff um i think the only redraft league i'll probably have this year is scott fishbowl and after that it's it's mostly dynasty leagues um just because i i love the year-round aspect of it um, for my redraft kind of itch to scratch, I've, I've transitioned to more just doing best ball drafts instead of doing redraft leagues where I'm setting the lineups. Um, so between that and honestly, I, I mean, you talked about the DFS stuff. I, I'm more I've shifted more from redraft into dynasty and a lot of it's now uh, betting props and doing DFS probably more than anything, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different options for a lot of different people out there, depending on what you're trying to do. I, I mean, I've been trying to convince my league to go closer and closer to the dynasty style for a while now, but some people don't mm-hmm. like that style. They want to kind of do the redraft, not have to think about it year round and things like that. But uh, there's many questions that come up. Like I said, I, my own league, we got a lot of uh, back and forth. I I run my own league as the commissioner. That's always the tough spot because you got a lot of people complaining about a lot of things. And I got to bring up one of our things that we mostly complain about the league is pretty pretty uh, pretty split on it what do you think about having kickers in the leagues what do you think about having defenses in the fantasy football leagues are you pro or are you against i i mean i i i treat kickers and defenses just like i replaceable commodities i i don't it, honestly like most of my leagues if it's all dynasty we don't have kickers we don't have defense if i do redraft i i, I prefer to play it that way just because there is, I mean, obviously you could do research and things like that, but you could do all the research you want to, and a defense could give you two points one week, can give you 25 points the next week. Same thing with kickers. The volatility is massive there. And it's it's there is a certain amount of research that you can do, but still the volatility outkicks that nine times out of ten. Right. And it's really just luck. So I, I'm totally fine with with not having either in leagues that I that I participate in. Fair, that's a fair point. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I hear a lot of the time about that, as we're having our arguments and things like that. One of the outcomes that I thought maybe, and I I usually go through one specific site, which they don't have this option for yet. But if there was an ever an option to kind of combine both of them, put the defenses and the kickers of mm-hmm. one team, so you just get Baltimore's special teams unit or something like that. You get all the points all together. I think that would be a cooler way to kind of mix things up there, uh, make a little bit more strategy to it. But I get it. There is a lot of luck involved with that kind of stuff right so uh, that makes things tough but what's not tough is continuing to listen to 90.7 WKKL we'll be back with more of this great interview with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros after this The Clap Trap with your host Zach Clap. 
All right, time to jump back into the conversation that I had with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros. Let's get back into it. There are other styles of leagues, obviously, too, uh, out there, and you say that you do ones that don't normally have the kicker or the defense. So do you participate in any of the two quarterback leagues or the super flex type mm-hmm. leagues? And how do you feel about those ones one way or the other? I, yeah, most of my leagues are super flex. Um, I, I think that, that more leagues, even casual ones, are moving to that type of format, and they really should. I mean, you know, we, we can all talk about one quarterback redraft leagues and we're waiting on quarterbacks. I think that, you know, there is something to be said for the rushing upside of quarterbacks now, obviously, and that giving you an extra edge. So I will gravitate toward quarterbacks early, but I love super flex leagues. I love the strategy behind it, especially from a dynasty aspect, a roster build aspect, um, and even redraft, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. Like, and a lot of this comes down to when I get questions about Superflex, especially from a redraft perspective, there's different ways to approach it. And every league is different. And some of knowing your league mates and some of the awesome tools we have over Fantasy Pros, like our draft intel, which basically you sync your league and you can kind of see what people's tendencies have been over the last few years, what, how they draft, what play positions they draft, what they covet, what they punt, things like that. It's massive, especially in a format like Superflex, because you can try to kick the can down the road and get quarterbacks late. But if you push that too far, then you're really messed over, as well as the other side of the coin. If you go quarterbacks heavy early, then maybe you're missing out on some of those top tier wide receivers, running backs, what have you. So I love the strategy aspect of it. And honestly, really the game of chicken versus all of your league mates, especially in these bigger formats. Like if you're in a 14 team, 16 team league versus even 12. Right. Yeah. No, it's uh, even, even with the 12 team leagues, I've thought about it with mine as well. Cause like you said, at, at some point, it, it, you're only in a 12 team league. You're only getting really the top 12 quarterbacks and not really utilizing any of the other quarterbacks in the entire league. There's so much more mm-hmm. left to be involved uh, and so much more strategy. Like you said, it could, it affects the draft. It affects the way you pick people up throughout the season, uh, that kind of stuff too. So it, it's definitely something to think about out there for any people looking for something, to, some way to change their uh, fantasy league in some way. That's a, that's a good one to think about. And once again, I'm talking with Derek Brown here, fantasy pros, and we're talking all about fantasy football right now. I've got my league, and one of the ways that I've been trying to spice up my league recently to make sure that people are more involved, especially towards the end of the, the season, is to add in a weekly prize of highest points gets you know a certain amount of money each each week. Do you like that? I can already see you kind of shaking your head. Do you like that kind of a thing being added to a, a league? And uh, do you think it's something that team that leagues without it should think about just for more competitiveness? Oh, absolutely. Anything that you can do that's going to keep people invested because a lot of, I mean, the, the, the reality of it is, is that sometimes when you get to week five, week six, teams just hurt, you know, with one win, zero wins and stuff, people will check out, you know, unless they're heavily invested. So any kind of perks that you can add to either weekly scoring, um, if you go the route of, okay, the bottom three finishers, you know, have to do this or that or whatever, um, have to wear a dunce cap, you know, whatever you're going with. I prefer that, you know, if you do have money invested in it, which oh, well, most of us we're, we're paying buy-ins, you know, money's involved, right. that if you have those incentives, I mean, obviously everybody wants to win the money, but to give those types of incentives on a weekly basis, 
keeps people invested even through the playoffs and what have you. I mean, so yeah, I, I love that because if not, you're looking at a 12, a 12 team league becomes a 16 league or a 17 league by week five or week six. And that's nobody wants that, you know, you, you want to be able to stay invested and that's really where the fun comes in if you're into it all year. And so even if somebody starts out one and five, Oh, and five, Oh, and six, you know, they're still in it to win it the entire year. And they're like, look, like I might not win the league, but I can make my buy-in back. Heck I can maybe make some more money on the side by just staying invested and I'm going to have more fun doing it. Oh yeah. And you always get those teams that come in hot late who did have the tough start, maybe an injury or two happened. All of a sudden they Mm -hmm. come on strong late and they're at least making somebody else's playoff hopes hurt the entire time. And then they can try and win some money too. So I think that it's really important. And since I've added that in, I think that you get a lot more competitiveness out of everybody. Okay. Time for another break, but we'll be back with more of the conversation with Derek Brown from fantasy pros after this on 90.7 WKKL. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clapp. Thank you for joining us for this great conversation I had with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros. Let's get back into all the fantasy football talk. That's that's the other thing. You, you keep building every single year. You get usually a same group of guys as you keep comp- competing with them, and everybody gets more into it. They're doing more research. They're looking into more players that they can get into. They're, they're reaching out to the pros, the fantasy pros, right, and trying to figure out what's going on with the league going into the year. So I got to ask, who are some of the guys going into this season that you feel are some sleeper picks uh, that that you could really give out to the people uh, who haven't drafted yet at this point? I mean, obviously, you know, this part of the year, you're you're monitoring training camp news and things like that. And then, uh, you know, especially if you're doing drafts right now, ADPs don't correct as quickly as they should. So there's a lot of running backs that I feel like are going to go a little bit, not say under the radar, but they're not going to be drafted quite as high as they should be. Um, the, the low-hanging fruit there is Damian Pierce. Uh, he's going to be the lead back in Houston. He has a fantastic three-down skill set. Loved him ever since I watched him at Senior Bowl. As a player that, I mean, he his pass protection skills were the best in this NFL draft class. And with that, he's going to be Davis Mills' best friend from week one. So I love him, um, even regardless of the context of that offense. Um, other ones, if you're playing in PPR leagues, people are not – they're not sexy names, but guess what? We care about fantasy points and these guys are going to score them. So the last picks of your draft, whether you're going to go Ty Montgomery or Amir Abdullah, we're looking at the similar type roles here. So we've seen pass catching backs succeed in new England. And that type of usage is going to be fluent for the Raiders. It's going to be fluent for the Patriots still. So these are the last picks of your draft. And I'm not telling you that like you're going to have to spend up for these guys where I'm talking about, you don't have to draft a defense or a kicker with your last picks, unless your, your league settings require you to right. take two of these flyers, take two of these running backs at the last part of your drafts. And especially in PPR leagues. I mean, we saw James white last year in a small sample before he got hurt RB nine RB 23 over those two first two games. So in both of these offenses, the passing volume could be there. And so you're not paying anything to get access to possible ceilings and pass game roles for these running backs. So if we're going super deep, and I know a lot of 
a lot of people don't, you know, didn't expect me to say names as deep as that, or maybe as gross as that. <laughs> um, some other guys, like as far as like sleepers for wide receivers, I still love Sky Moore. Um, I think that Juju Smith-Schuster is over the hill. I think that Sky Moore is the the do-it-all player for Kansas City. He has a skill set that's unlike any anybody else on that depth chart. MBS is a field stretcher, a nine-route runner. Juju Smith-Schuster is a slot-only zone beater. You have Miko Hardman, who, I mean, his best skill at this point in his career is carrying, you know, everybody else's Gatorade, their their pads <laughs> from place to place. So I love Sky Moore. Uh, I, I will heavily invest in him. And that's really more of a blanket thing. Like we every single year we come up with these notions in our head and we say, you know, we try to poke holes in all of these rookie wide receivers and we say, yeah, but his quarterback's not that good. Uh, yeah, but what about this guy and this guy? And it's like over the last two to three years, we keep looking back and we say, oh, wow. You know, like Amon Ross St. Brown, like one yep. people leagues last year, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase at one point last off season, there was a narrative. He couldn't catch a football with white <laughs> lines on it. Right. Uh, and we keep talking ourselves out of rookie wide receivers. So if I could say one thing, just as an overarching um, rule, be higher on rookie wide receivers than your league mates. And it should pay off, especially down the stretch run. Once these guys get going, you could see league winning types like an Amon Ross St. Brown, like Jamar Chase, the entirety of the season. So I think Sky Moore fits the bill for that, but you can go that route with a lot of these rookies. Like I still love Drake London. I don't care about Marcus Mariota. He's actually looked awesome in, in preseason. So if he plays league average, Drake London is going to get a ton of targets. He could sniff a 25, 26% target share this year, and nobody should be surprised by that. And Kyle Pitts can still eat. So, you know, picking out a few different sleepers. I mean, I, I, I consider and just talk on and on and on and on about more players, but those are probably the ones at the top of my list right now. That's great. That's what we want to hear. I love the fact you brought up London. I ended up picking him in my draft, so I feel good now. That's making you're making hey, me feel yo. good. <laughs> Hopefully you're getting some great information right now all about fantasy football. We'll be back to talk more about it with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros after this on 90.7 WKKL. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clapp. Continuing the conversation with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros, talking everything fantasy football going into the regular season that's upcoming. Let's get back into it. I got to say, though, there are obviously picks out there that don't make you feel too good. One of the ones, even though I got him very late, I got him, I don't know what did I got him in like the 13th or 14th round. I ended up getting Tyler Lockett, who last year I swore I would never go with mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett ever again in my entire life. But he was just sitting there by himself at the end. And I'm thinking, hey, at least at the very worst, Weeks one and two, he's going to go absolutely bananas. And then from then on out, I'll have to get rid of him. But are there any other guys that you're not feeling too high on going into this year? Are you down on any specific big names or anything like that? I I mean, there's a laundry list of players. I mean, you could talk, we could talk about the running back dead zone for days. I know that Jerry Jones is still enamored with Ezekiel Elliott, but I will not find myself drafting him very much this year. Um, Other running backs that I'm just out on, uh, even even at a value, Antonio Gibson is falling, falling, falling down draft boards. And you can see some drafts he'll go in the eighth, ninth, maybe 10th round at some spots. I still, still don't want to draft him. And everybody says, well, you know, at some point in the draft, he becomes a value, right? And I'm like, no, he can <laughs> become uh, a maybe a more shiny trap play. 
you know, there's just some players where like, you know, everybody tries to twist the coin and say, okay, well, at some point you're going to draft them. No, there's some players I'm just out on. So you can throw Antonio Gibson into that bucket. You can throw Robert Woods into that bucket. I'm not interested in over 30 wide receivers coming off an ACL that had declining efficiency metrics that now land on a run first offense. Right. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> other running backs that, that really are, again, trap plays that whether it's efficiency, whether it's new offensive systems, whether it's, you know, they're not going to reprise these workhorse roles that they've had in the past. I don't want anything to do with Josh Jacobs this year. I've already talked about Amir Abdullah. If you want to go with one running back from that backfield, it, it would be Abdullah and not Jacobs and David Montgomery. I, I can't understand why people are drafting him still as a top 24 running back. Matt Nagy is gone. Um, Matt Aberflus did not draft David Montgomery. He does not have any ties. He has no allegiances. He does not care if David Montgomery is happy or whatever, especially right. considering David Montgomery is going to be a free agent after this year. So I honestly wouldn't be not, would not be surprised if Chicago, if their injuries in training camp and the early part of the season, if they ship David Montgomery off, if he's a trade candidate and they just say, look, we're going to try to get, instead of letting him walk, we're going to try to get any kind of draft pick that we can, even if it's a fifth rounder or what have you, because it's better equity than getting nothing. So those are a lot of the different guys. And just one wide receiver to hit on real quick. Amari Cooper is still being drafted as a top 24, top 30 wide receiver. Eh, I'm out. Um, <laughs> Deshaun Watson, you know, we could talk about that, but he, we know he's going to miss, miss time this year. Right. Even regardless, even if Watson was playing the full season, I still think that Amari Cooper is getting drafted far too high. I mean, even in a better offense last year with Dak Prescott throwing in the ball, he still wasn't a top 24 wide receiver. He was wide receiver 25. His efficiency metrics have dropped in each of the last three to four seasons. And now you team him with Jacoby Brissett for almost all of the fantasy regular season. And you marry that with his decline, like increasing age, declining efficiency. Mm -mm. I, I cannot draft him where he's going right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one that's a, a tough situation. Obviously, not having the starting quarterback would be one thing, but on top of the fact that, like you said, he's just clearly declining anyways, that's that's going to make it a whole mm -hmm. big problem for him overall. And uh, once again, I'm talking with Derek Brown, who is part of Fantasy Pros, uh, a great writer for them, podcaster, everything. So go check out his stuff. We'll get to your socials and where to find you in a little bit here, but we got to take a break. So we're going to do that and then come back after this on 90.7. WKKL. The Claptrap with your host, Zach Clap. You're listening to the great interview I had with Derek Brown of Fantasy Pros. Here we go. We're talking fantasy football, obviously, and not everybody can be a fantasy pro. Some people are just getting into it. Some are starting off. Uh, and it's hard when you jump into this jungle and you got some people who think that, you know, they're they're ruthless out there and they're just taking you for a ride every <laughs> single time in the draft. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead, draft this guy. And then, and then they take a, a different guy just because. Do you have any good strategies for anybody who's new to it, who's trying to get in there? Do you think that they should focus on you know acquiring running backs first acquiring wide receivers is there anything you can give to the new fantasy football player as a, a, a go-to direction yeah i mean i think if we're looking from just a macro perspective top down um and the cliff notes version of it i would say out of the first two rounds i want to walk away with at least one running back um, and I will go I, I still love going RBRB RB to start a lot of redraft uh, leagues because the running backs are just 
they're awesome. And we see league winners come from those spots. So walk out of the first two rounds with at least one running back. Um, and once you get past the first two rounds, it's really time to, for the next three to four rounds, just hammer the wide receiver position. We see, again, league winning types come out of that spot. Like Cooper Cup last year was a third, fourth round pick. You know, and we have second year players. We have upside players and even good guys from, I mean, Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams, all these different guys that are coming from really good offenses that can finish as wide receiver ones are going in the third and fourth rounds of drafts. So out of the first two rounds, get your, get yourself one running back rounds three through about six, hammer the wide receiver position, uh, maybe grab a tight end in there somewhere. And you need to be targeting quarterbacks that can run. They're the difference makers they're the league winners for all your different formats. And so you need to target guys that have that rushing upside, because even if the quarterbacks are stationary passers, they can still be really, really good. And the outcomes of them even getting above say QB seven is really tough. Like Matthew Stafford, fantastic year last year. And the guy threw for 40 touchdowns, five K he was still only at the back end of QB. He was QB 11, Joe Burrow, Awesome year last year, QB 10 in fantasy points per game. But you're looking at all these other guys that have league winning upsides, difference maker upsides like Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Trey Lance. That four pack of quarterbacks are the ones that you need to be going after. And really, if you don't want to pay up for uh, Lamar Jackson and say the third, fourth round, take the guy at the end of that tier. So I find myself, I love Jalen Hurts. But the top three for that would be Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, and Trey Lance for your fantasy leagues. Get guys that run, and they can win your leagues. Yeah, that's a, hey, yeah, that's a good way to start it off. Uh, because, I, I mean, I think that it does get a, it a little intimidating sometimes when you get to that point And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you don't know what to do. And everybody around you thinks like looks like they know what they're doing. And you're just sitting there like, what, what am I supposed to do next? So I think it's good to kind of give that uh, a little bit of insight to the newer players out there. But, um, it, you know, one of the big moments, uh, at least for my league, and I'm sure for a lot of other team uh, leagues, is the actual draft. That's what starts off the year. That's what gets <laughs> you going. That's how you create your team right. Uh, do you have any preference on? in-person type drafting versus online drafting? Do you like one more than the other, would you say? I, I, I mean, honestly, I like both because you can set up your leagues where you're doing the online draft, but you're you're all meeting up at somebody's house, you know? So I think that either way you're going, fantasy football is all about camaraderie. It's all about community. It's all about smack talking to whoever is in your league and just having a good time. So whether you're doing, you know, you're, you're getting a draft board, you're doing stickers, all that kind of stuff, or you're going with an online draft, meet up, meet up at like, like Buffalo Wild Wings, meet up at somebody's house, get food, get booze, enjoy the night and have a good time with your friends while you're drafting a league. You know, it's, it's the one time of the year. You only get one time of the year to draft your teams and everybody gets together. Enjoy it. I mean, that's why we're all playing the game to sit here and have fun. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I love it. It's always in person for our group. And uh, yeah, it makes it so much better. Everyone's looking forward, forward to that one day where we get everybody together. Plus, it's a great excuse as we get older to get the guys together and really be able to have a good time, right? You don't always get a bunch of big group events out there. So why not get together for that? All right, we got to take a break. But then when we come back after this, we're going to finish up the interview with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros on 90.7 WKKL. The Clap Trap with your host, Zach Clap. 
We're wrapping up the great interview with Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros. Had a great conversation all about fantasy football and other football topics. Let's wrap it up right now. All right. I know I got to get you going here uh, in a little bit, but I did want to ask you one more thing. We do kind of talk about some betting tips and everything like that on the shows here. You mentioned that you sometimes go outside of just the fantasy football to do some bets and things like that. Do you have any futures out there right now that you're really liking going into the football season or anything else on, on your plate? Yeah, I mean, I got in early. I've got some uh, – I love the Eagles this year, so I've got some long shot um, odds on them, both to to win the division, Super Bowl futures, Jalen Hurts MVP futures. Um, I've got some other ones that are hanging out in the wind as far as, you know, division winners are over. When the win totals were a little bit sexier earlier in the offseason, bet the over on wins for the Detroit Lions and then a lot of other prop lines, yeah. um, just chasing some of these – you know, because books, and that's really what you need to be attacking. You want to get closing line value. You want to get in on these lines early. Um, if you're just now getting to the books, a lot of these things have been cooked, are juiced. And so you're really not going to get the best value for it. So what I would say is if you're you're really kind of getting into to betting and stuff like that, especially new people into the space, because, you know, new states are coming online, new states are getting you know, whether it's brick and mortar type of betting like books where you can actually go to a place or you're using DraftKings or another sports book app and stuff like that. It's really getting in early and trying to find, shop the best line. So whether you're consuming content for myself, other writers and all of our fantastic team at betting pros. Um, I know college football is about to kick off right now. Uh, our, our new college guru, Thor Nystrom, um, is is fan fantastic he is one of the best college bettors in the business so if you're just now getting into betting you need to be tailing his picks you need to find him on social media and you need to be following what he's doing at betting pros because again you need to get in early and he is one of the sharpest people out there so that's that's honestly my recommendation you want to get into betting right now <laughs> follow thor bet college <laughs> and he's going to teach you a lot of stuff so you can start betting in the nfl once it starts too Love that. Love that. Always need the good tips and tricks and guys to follow and things like that. And once again, or lastly here, I'm with Derek Brown uh, of Fantasy Pros. Just want to give you a minute to shout out any of your, your socials and everything to find you, because I think, once again, you got some great info as well. Let's not just pump up the other guys. Let's get what you got, too. So uh, what, what are all your socials and where can they find you? Yeah, I'm all, all my content is over at Fantasy Pros, so fantasypros.com, um, and that's really covering uh, this year. I'm going to be writing up redrafts, still doing DFS, uh, some prop bets, things like that. Um, so that's where you can find all my content uh, or follow me on Twitter at deepbro underscore FFB. Uh, I am on the main podcast for Fantasy Pros three to four times a week. And really, it's just, I mean, it's all things fantasy pros, man. We have a mountain of content, a ton of talented writers and contributors for the site. Uh, I, I love doing our podcast. If you like listening about football and you like fun, which we all do, you know, you don't want to listen to anything that's boring. And you're at the end of it, you're like, well, I learned a lot, but right, right, it's right. terrible. Yeah. You know, so uh, our podcast, I think, is honestly one of the best in the business. So tune into that. And really, thank you for having me on the show. This was a blast. And I feel like <laughs> whether you're experienced or not, or you're just not getting into it. We covered a ton on this show. Love it. That's what I was hoping for. And that's why I brought you on here. And I really do. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, maybe we'll be able to talk in the future as well. 
Oh, anytime, anytime. If I, if I've got the time and you need somebody to talk more than happy to talk football, fantasy, and all things in between. Love to hear it. Well, that's Derek Brown of fantasy pros. Go find him. Like he said, uh, he's got some great content. And once again, appreciate you coming onto the show. Absolutely. Okay. That'll do it for another great episode of the Claptrap. Just want to say thank you once again to Derek Brown from fantasy pros for coming on and talking to me, everything fantasy football and a few other football topics as well. So if you didn't listen to any part of it, it'll be up as a podcast. Just search the Claptrap. You'll be able to find it. You can also search for our YouTube channel. If you want to see this ugly mug, talk to some great people on YouTube, just search the Claptrap. We'll be, you'll be able to find all of that information as well. I will be back again next week to continue talking about everything sports related. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Keep it right here on 90.7 WKKL for more of the Capes Classic Alternative. See you later.